You're listening to Flourish Weekly with Pastor Jen. We know you'll be encouraged by today's talk. Hey y'all, welcome back to Flourish Weekly. Thanks for being here again this week. Last week was such an encouraging, uplifting message. I hope that it strengthened you. This week I want to talk to you about the connection between physical health and mental health. Um, Just a really practical conversation about what we can do in our physical health in our day-to-day lives, in our weekly lives, and even annually, what can we do to take care of our bodies in a way that um, really strengthens and helps our mental health, keeps us balanced, keeps us joyful, and gets us through those rough patches, you know? Because you all know my testimony, you you all know that I've been there. So I actually have my husband, Pastor Matt, here with me today. He is going to interview me and ask me some questions, and we're going to have a conversation about this. So before we get started, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We trust you. God, I pray for your wisdom, for your insight. You've always led us. You've always guided us through not only these conversations, but also through our lives. You've taught us so much. We ask you that we would be able to communicate that wisdom to our listeners. We love you and we trust you. Help us to flow well together as we love each other and we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Jesus Amen. Name. Welcome, Amen. my love. Thanks Thank for you, being baby. here. Thank you for interviewing me. It's going to help me communicate a few things that are, you know, just incredibly important to me and that I've seen work in my life. Well, let's start with the day-to-day. I want to get right into it. Um, I'm really wondering what you'd like to share with everybody about your day-to-day. I know mental and physical health are tied together very strongly. But let's start with what do you do daily for your own benefit as relating to mental health? What do you do daily for your mental health? Oh, wow. Specifically for mental health, not for physical health. Let's start with mental health. Well, what's interesting is most of the daily things that I do for my mental health, I it, it it's equally for my physical health. So like, for example, um, getting enough sleep. I feel like that's the first priority. Um, I stopped caffeinating as much about two years mm-hmm. ago. I really dialed back the caffeine intake because I was drinking like four or five a day and then I went zero, right? I went completely yeah, cold turkey. I remember when that happened. And um, well, when I did that, of course, suddenly I was very exhausted. But the reality is that when I was drinking the coffee and doing all the caffeine, um, it really wasn't giving me energy anyway. It was I was like sloshing through <laughs> life, caffeinated and wired. And so when I stopped drinking caffeine and went cold turkey, I was very tired, very drained. And you really helped me with this. It was right during the season that I was going through my burnout and and um, struggling with panic attacks, anxiety. You really purposed to help me every day take naps because I, ha- I was also struggling with insomnia. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll really just yep. go there today. We'll talk about all of it. But um, my adrenal glands were shot. Everything was worn out. I was not only mentally burnt out, but I was physically burnt out yeah. from pushing so hard. And so you really helped me to go take a 20 minute nap. And sometimes those would turn into hour, an hour and a half long naps. And I know not everyone can do that, but I want to really encourage you that when you feel tired, when you feel sleepy in the middle of the day, when you feel worn out, instead of going and grabbing a Red Bull or another coffee, take a break. Go go home on your lunch break instead of going out to a restaurant and getting more, um, what it's more more sensory overload. Go mm. home, eat a sandwich, and then yeah. lay down on your couch and close your eyes for twenty or thirty minutes. Those power naps will really help you. So I'd say the first thing that I do for mental health is I make sure I get enough sleep. Now that I'm not struggling with the, with insomnia anymore, praise God, I I get seven and a half to eight hours of sleep at least every night. I go to bed. Um, around 9.30, I get up early and go to the gym. But my sleep is probably like, 
I feel like that for everyone, that's the foundation of your mental and your physical health. Next thing is I work out, mm-hmm. not daily, but I move my body daily. So I do go to the gym three or four times a week. And on the days that I'm not there, I try to at least move and not just be sitting down, like go for a walk or go outside and work in the yard or plant some flowers. And if it's nice and it's summertime, wintertime is a little harder, but I do my best to move because it helps my mood. I notice right. I notice that if I'm if I'm immobile and not moving a lot, I'm um, I, my mood is down, and so that's kind of a kind of little catchphrase that I just said. I'm gonna say it again: moving helps your mood, so move for your mood, it and does. I think that'll really help. Um, I agree. Another, you've always helped me with that too. Um, and you're very active, but um, I feel like you've gotten more more intentional about that. Another thing that you've really helped me with, um, but honestly, I couldn't do without you, is daily vitamins. You hand me my vitamins every day. So I want to encourage you out there, look, if you're not taking a multivitamin, if you're not taking some kind of a liquid supplement, I would encourage you to make sure you are doing this. Your body, I guarantee you, if you are struggling with anxiety, depression, uh, panic attacks, insomnia. I promise you, if you went to the doctor right now and had your blood tested, you would be deficient in either vitamin A, vitamin B, um, vitamin D. Yeah. Your hormones may be out of balance. Something in your body physically is out of balance, causing some of the struggle in your mental health. Now, they can be very closely connected. So let's talk about your gut health. Your stomach is your second brain. So if you're having stomach problems, it's going to affect your mental health and your mental mood. So take care of your stomach. Make sure you're taking probiotics, drinking kefir, or eating yogurt, doing things that are good for your gut because that's going to help your brain. And when I came through what I came through in 2020, my struggle with mental health, I really honed in and focused on my physical health. I made it a top priority. Why don't we do this before we hit the wall? Like, why don't we do this before we run out of steam? We should do this all the time and take care of ourselves. So taking your daily supplements, getting enough sleep, moving your body, and what else? What else do I do daily that's really important? Well, you, I don't know if you do it every day. You, you work out often, but I think you really like walks. And we've, we've done that over the years. That's moving your body. But I think people need to hear from you that with weight, with well-being, you can just start off with simply Cutting down on some types of bad foods mm-hmm. and going for walks. Yeah. We talked about that. Would yeah. you would you give us give us a little well, bit of just maybe two or three foods to avoid for gut health for overall well being? That's good. Yeah, and I think that too is another thing I do daily. You just said I go for a walk, but that's not just moving your body. That's being outside. And I am a firm believer in so much of our mental health in our society. Um, our mental health struggles, I believe. And look, I, I need to give a disclaimer. I am not a dietitian. I am not a doctor. I am not an expert in any of this. All I am speaking from is from my personal experience and my personal testimony and my personal research that I've done over the last few years out of desperation of like trying to hold it together. I started doing a lot of research. Well, and can I add something to that? You're talking about the re- research and everything you did, even in desperation, to get out of the panic, anxiety, and to overcome in the mental health area. But I want to say to everybody, and you've said it before, this is not for everybody, but this is your testimony. You did it drug-free. So yeah. I think people should listen to you. Yeah, and not everybody will, and, and that's okay. I'm not, I'm not saying you need to do it one way or the other, but for me personally, I did it. I came out of the fog naturally. Um, and so, so 
like you were saying about me going for walks, it started with just a walk around the block and then it grew into 20, 30 minute walks. And they, man, that's, that was my favorite part of every single day was getting out and going for a walk. And so I want to say it's not just moving your body, but it's being outside in the sunshine. I recently read and researched from a doctor who said that 20 minutes of sunshine in the morning causes people to have 90% better sleep at night. And, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And it's because if you go outside in the morning and you get 20 minutes of sunshine as the sun's coming up and as the day is starting, it begins to release melatonin already. And then later in the evening when you're ready to go to sleep, your body's been, been releasing melatonin throughout the day and you're ready to, for a good night's sleep. So I think those walks that I, start, that I really leaned on when I couldn't you know, work out hard or lift, they... They helped me be outside in nature yes. and sunshine mm-hmm. and also move your body and get your heart rate yeah. up and get the oxygen flowing. Okay, so back to your question. What are some foods to avoid for gut health? The number one thing right now you should completely cut out of your diet that's not that hard to cut out is fast food. Yes, So that's right. I will tell you personally, I love food. I love fried food. I love salty food. I love fatty food. I I just love food. I love comfort food. Um, But every fast food place that you're going through a drive-through and you're getting food from, they have addictive properties. They have um, chemicals in them that will cause inflammation. They have things in them that will completely deteriorate your gut health. They are poison. And Yes, Matt and I get fast food here and there. When we're on a road trip, we stop in at Chick-fil-A or we like to go some of these other places and grab a burger. But it is rare. It's yeah. it's not the norm. It's very rare. And so we're I'm not a Nazi about stuff. I'm not like super strict about how I believe that you should live and eat and, and be. I'm super flexible with myself. I allow room for fun. I had a burger this weekend. But it's 90% discipline and 10% flexibility. We have to really, and let me say this, if you want to improve your physical health, you're not going to be able to do it without discipline. You have, you, no one can do this for you. No one can get off the couch and go for a walk for you. No one can say no to McDonald's on the way home when you really don't feel like going home and cooking dinner. No one can do that but you. But it'll be so worth it in the end because it's going to improve not just your physical health, not just your stomach and your gut health, but it's going to improve. I promise you, if you'll start eating real food, um, real food that's alive, you're going to start to feel better mentally as well. You're going to start to sleep better as well. Would you talk to us about um, what is food that's alive? Just just real briefly. Because yeah. some folks aren't going to know what that means. So live food, just sim- for me, I keep it really simple. It just means... Um, you kind of just try your best to stay around the outer edges of the grocery store. You go to the meat department, you go to the produce department. I am not on a low carb diet. Some people swear by that, but that is not for me. I eat carbs. I eat bread. I eat rice and pasta and potatoes and sweet potatoes and fruits. Some people will tell you don't eat sugary fruit. I don't believe in any, I don't personally believe in any of that. I think we eat live food, meaning fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, healthy grains. Um, I, I have a very balanced approach when it comes to eating. I don't cut any food group out. I don't say like no bread, no sugar, no this, no that. Um, I just am aware of the fact that sugar is going to upset the the balance of my gut health. Sugar is going to increase even anxiety in my mm, life. It's yeah, going to increase right. depression. I know these things, and so I do it within reason. And I do my best 
this is what I kind of, this is kind of my goal weekly is to cook and eat at home Sunday through um, Thursday. Friday, Matt and I, we, we really kind of eat out and have a good time together. Saturday, I pretty much eat at home. Um, if, you know, Matt's usually not eating a whole lot. Sometimes you fast on Saturdays. Sometimes you eat, well, you used to fast on Saturdays. So anyway, I try to eat, I try to cook at home Sunday through Thursday and then have a little more lenience two days of the week and meaning just live food, you know? And that works well for you. It has worked well. So, okay, you talked to us about live food. And we talked about some things that you do for mental health, which is get up and move, um, eat right. You've already talked about resting. Is there anything else you'd like to add about your mental health as it ties into your physical health? Is there anything else? I think you may have covered all of them um, already. Your, your big important points. Well, I would also say, um, well, not just daily, but weekly. I take a day off which is very oh, simple, is so biblical, great. like it's such a simple biblical uh, approach and you just you just take a day off. The Bible says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And so one day off a week. A lot of people that I talk to that are struggling with their mental health, not everyone, and I know this podcast is not for everyone out there. This is not a one size fits all. This is just for those of you out there that are struggling, that are maybe looking for that puzzle piece of your physical health that you haven't quite you know, put into place properly that to help with your mental health. This is not for everyone, but if you're out there and you're listening and, and you feel like what's missing is your physical health, take a day off. You are not going to be physically healthy if you work seven days a week. 12-hour days. That's not how God created you. Your body was created by a creator. He designed it and he created it to work a certain way. So when you get outside of that and you start to do what you want, what you think is good and what you think will work, and you go against the way the creator created the machine of your body to work, it's going to start to short circuit. Your brain's going to start to short circuit. Your body's going to get tired. Your brain's going to get tired. You're going to burn out. Some part of that body will break. Some part of that body, that machine, is going to break down. And so it's really simple. I'm really passionate about the basics. Are you eating right? Are you t drinking enough water? That's another thing I do daily. Drinking mm -hmm. tons and tons of water. I really only drink water and, and one cup of coffee. It's pretty much all that I drink. I'll drink some poppy sodas here and there, but... Um, and taking a day off and getting enough sleep. If you're not, if you're struggling with anxiety, and then you come to me and I say, "Are you taking a day off every week?" The answer is no. Well, then that's the first place we're gonna you start there. I mean, that's the first thing that we're gonna hit. Is well, how do you expect to feel rested if you're not resting? So, if your work is ahead of your family, there's a problem. If your work is ahead of your physical health, there's a problem. If your work is ahead of taking care of yourself, then I can't help you. You know. It's, I hate to say it that strong, but the truth is that you're the only person who can help yourself in that situation take a day off. And so I would add to that, take a vacation, an annual or a biannual vacation. Take one full week off. Like, get rid of your phone. At least. And that's something I want to ask you about here in a second. But get away from your phone. Get away from work. Get away from the people who need you. People who tell me they go on vacation and all they do is work, I'm not impressed with that. Like... You think it sounds so impressive, but I am impressed when someone tells me I left work to go pour into my family, my kids, my spouse, myself. I rested, I laughed, I made memories, I had fun. Those are the things that are impressive to me because that tells me your priorities are in order, your priorities are in line. If all you do is work all the time, something else is off and your, your physical, mental, 
and psychological and your family health and all of that is going to suffer. So, um, that's, oh, and that's then I wanted to, and I want to ask you, you're really good about this as your screen time. So I am a little bit younger than you. I come from the, the generation of computer screens and all the things, but one thing, and I don't think it's just your age. I think it's your discipline. One thing that you're good at is less screen time. So how does that, do you do that to help with your mental health, physical health? Or do you, or is mm. it, does it just come naturally? Talk to us about that. Why do you do it and how do you do it? Well, I, like anybody with a smartphone, iPhone, whatever, um, I think sometimes I get out of balance sometimes. So I keep track. Uh, iPhone, it, it does it does these uh, analytics or whatever you want to call it. It keeps track of how much I'm on my phone every day. So I keep it down past a certain level. If it starts getting too high, then I'll just put away my phone just about completely on a Friday when I'm with you. There's times where I'm on it 30 minutes on Friday or less just because I put it away. And if I'm not on my phone to rest and take a break from it, number one, I'm in a better mood. Number two, um, I'm not, I'm not helping everyone constantly. You know, that goes back into your Sabbath and taking time off. I have to get away from my phone so I can help myself. Yeah. God wants to bless me and take care of me, but he can't do that if I'm not giving him room to work in me. That's good. Me personally. So I have to put my phone away. So, um, yes, it's discipline. It doesn't come naturally, I think, because I have a very addictive personality. But um, I've had to learn, especially in the last year, it's like relearning it. And you've helped me with this on and off as you've told me, baby, you're, you're really going through it. Maybe it'll help your mood if you're not on your phone. To me, that's easy to implement at some point. Uh, when we get addicted, it's hard at first. But just put that phone away for a while. Take an hour break. Take a two-hour break. Um, when I do that, I can get back on my phone and go, oh, I have missed calls. Yeah. The technology is yeah. there for mm-hmm. me to know someone texted, someone called. It'll I can get back when, with them. Yeah, it's good. I can get back with them. There's seasons of work. There's times during the day i got to be on my phone. But many times, being on my phone constantly, I think it fights against my productivity. Wow. It really does. It does. Because I'm just... I'm not, this is my personality. I'm speaking for me now. It keeps me distracted. Yeah. I need to put it away. It's interesting that you said that because I recently read that the definition of anxiety is the state of being distracted. Oh my God. And the reason we have anxiety is because our brains are distracted to three or four or five different things at one time. And I believe that's a lot of the anxiety that we deal with. Like, I love what you said about it fighting against your productivity, it's because it's a distraction. It's like you sit down to do a task. I'm going to use my devotional time as an example. Yes. I've been working on this because I'll sit down to have my devotion time with Jesus in the morning and that hand habit of reaching for my phone and looking at my screen, just turning it over and checking for notifications, it's not like I'm even... even consciously doing it it's subconscious that it's just a habit so check your phone and check your phone and check your phone so what i started doing and i love practical tools and i want to share this tool is i started setting a timer on my phone for 30 minutes and i would take the phone and i'd set it on the table Mm -hmm. and continue to do my bible reading or journaling or whatever and if I would subconsciously start to reach for my phone, I would know, no, the timer hasn't gone That's off. That's a smart I way to not. do it. And it, it's because we're addicted. That's we true. have an addiction, just like cigarettes or drugs or, or any caffeine. other addiction. It, it releases dopamine and different things in our brains when we see a notification. And so we are clinically addicted to our phones. And so setting that timer forces me. And you know what I noticed? 
the times I started doing this, the timer would go off and I would be deep into my Bible reading and my devotion time and I no longer wanted to look at my phone. Mm-hmm. But that first 30 minutes of, get of getting over that hump, it, um, it really helped me. So that's a little tool that you can use. Set a timer on your phone for an hour when you're at work. You know, put put a timer, set your phone aside and say, okay, for one hour, I'm going to focus on this work and this task that's in front of me. And after an hour passes, check your phone, make a few phone calls, do whatever you need to do. But I believe that we waste a lot of our mental and physical energy on our phones. And also, when we talked about hormones being imbalanced, um, hormones, I don't just mean for women. I don't just mean like your basic sex hormones or men. I don't just mean testosterone and and estrogen and progesterone, progesterone. I mean all of the things, mm-hmm. um, melatonin, serotonin, dopamine, all of these things, the good feeling hormones all work together. And all of that's got to be like this beautiful symphony of working together. And so we have to give our bodies what it needs to support that symphony of being in health. And that means yeah. rest, sunshine, water, vitamins and minerals, live food, staying away from junk. And um, and screen time, and it's if we'll just do those basic things, and then the rest. I mean, there's a lot more that you build on from there, relational and all the things that help with mental health. But if we'll start there, being diligent, um, I really believe we'll see some healing. And and so and so, I want to leave you with this as we close. I want to leave you with this: some specific things you can do today. Today, I want you to work on cutting down your caffeine intake going for a walk or sitting outside in the sunshine, um, avoiding fast food, and drinking a lot of water. If you'll focus on those four this week, okay? So no fast food, drinking a lot of water, cutting down your caffeine intake, and being outside in the sun, either walking or just sitting. If you'll try those four things this week, I want you to try it and let me know how it goes. I know it's going to be a challenge, but let's start with somewhere simple and some attainable goals and see how it works. Try it out. See if it helps and um, keep going. Okay. I want to say that before I end is keep going. There were days when I was healing that I would look at Matt and say, I like, I don't want to work out. I don't want to go for a walk. I don't want to do this today. And he would say, come on, let's go. And so tell someone that you need them. Tell someone I'm struggling with my mental health and I'm really trying to take some steps. Would you walk with me every morning? Would you walk with me every evening? If they can't, then maybe they can one time. We'll get three or four friends and say, can you go with me Monday? Can you go with me Tuesday? Be proactive about your mental and physical health. It's going to matter. 20, 30, 40 years down the road, you'll be glad that you did this, okay? I love y'all. I'm praying for you. Thank you, Matt, for interviewing me and helping me through communicating this. You're welcome. You're it was the best. Fun. You added a lot of good stuff about the phones, too. So we love y'all. We hope you have a great week. I'm praying for you. I know this is going to be just a great week of growth, of discipline, and of some um, some strengthening and some rest for you, okay? Reach out to me through Instagram, Facebook. I'd love to hear from you, and I'm praying for you. I hope you have a great week. We'll talk soon. We're so glad you joined us today on Flourish Weekly. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and tag us on social media. You can also connect with Pastor Jen on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening.